All right, welcome to Through the Bucket. My name is Tyler. I'm joined by Adrian and Big Hunt. So going on? Today we're going to be talking basketball and all the news that's going on within the bubble. There's a lot of stuff going on in the bubble right now. Bubble is weird. It is definitely weird. Austin Rivers, 41 Everyone points. dropping career highs. Crazy. Everyone's going off. But I mean, I did see something. Um, I forget which NBA player, but somebody tweeted out something about um, they were kind of like only players that really played AAU or travel would know about this. But like how they were talking about how there's no fans, like no rows for fans behind the basket. So it kind of changes the shooters like perception. Definitely. So like, like, yeah, like they're like pull, they're pulling up from like 30 and they're like death perception isn't the same as it would be. in if they were playing in like American Airlines Arena or something like that. So, Devin Booker almost pulled from half court last night. Jesus. Yeah, so that's why people are saying that, like, watch out for shooters. Like, don't let them get hot. But that's why you see a lot of these shooters, like, having, like, like Duncan Robinson and stuff, having, like, six for eight performances. Like, all these shooters are shooting very well. He's been taking off. He's looking nice from beyond the arc. But I say he's getting starter minutes. He's looking like the best guy on the heat right now, other than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's working his groove back into everything. Jimmy Butler just looks like he's having fun out there. It looks like a rec league game for him. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he turns up the intest and intensity when a uh, playoff time comes. Definitely. But um, let's get on the topic of Devin Booker and the Suns. <sighs> He's been looking five and six and six and oh. six and oh. I've always been a Devin Booker Jeez. fan. That's just like one of the players I like and follow. I also like Kevin Durant, so don't hate me. But Love Devin Kevin Booker Durant. is looking nastier than ever. He had what thirty five last night. 35 for the last two games. For the last two games. He it's ridiculous. Like, and his percentage is nice, too. Yeah, they they, they kind of ran him out. Luka's looking nice, too. Luka's looking very nice. Um, He kind of choked a couple games. Not he did. 30-point triple-double. Yeah, yeah. Nine, 19 assists to match that up with 14 boards. That was pretty solid, not going to lie. Saw a nice uh, through-the-bucket post about him. <laughs> Follow at through-the-bucket for more uh, basketball information and news. On Instagram, shameless plug. <laughs> Do y'all ever think Luke is going to win an MVP, though? Eventually, I think he will. He's yeah, not there yet, I mean, though. He, how old is he? 21, 22. But, I mean, two... Bro, he's dropping 30-point triple-doubles already. He's yeah. going to win an MVP. Yeah. And, but, like, two of the candidates for MVP is Harden and Giannis, and they were both candidates last season, and Giannis won it. So, I mean, as long as like Giannis is in the league, I feel like he's kind of going to overshadow everyone else. But he's not going to win, though, like... Right, he's not going to win. straight. Luka yeah. can get one or two of them. I think Luka will, will surprise us in a couple seasons. He'll pop up. But Devin Booker, back on like that topic, Like, do you think he should be like, staying on the Suns? Like, What is the Suns doing for his career? Um, They're putting some pieces around him. I mean, they got Mikael Bridges. They got um DeAndre Ayton, who they took number one overall. I mean, he's given them a solid almost 20-point double-double a game. Yeah, he's looking nice. They picked up Ricky Rubio, who's a perfect point guard for them now. I mean, they had Isaiah Thomas for a little bit. They had Goran Dragic all well before Devin Booker. So they were right. attacking the point guard position with, like, scores. Now they got Ricky Rubio, who can just sit back. Who's a veteran. He's now, like, he's aging into his career. So they definitely got somebody that can run the, like, helm for Devin Booker to kind of just, like, set the pace, kind of give him the ball. And then they gave Devin Booker a big man, which they needed. Um, they traded away, I believe, Marquise Chris, which wasn't very smart since he was a good glass cleaner. And they could use that. But, I mean, they're building around Devin Booker. Should he leave? If he wants a ring, yeah, for sure. I just but, feel like it's taken them a while to start building around Booker. I mean, he's not that old. He's like 24, 25. Yeah, he's young. But, I mean, he's, you know, he, he won the three-point shootout. What was that? Three years ago? Two years ago? But, I mean, yeah. It's like he's always been a caliber player. If there's no if there's no atmosphere of rebuilding, he'll leave. But if not, 
they already have they have him and they know he knows that he's being built around right now. Yeah. He has his second guy in DeAndre, in DeAndre and Ricky Rubio is a quality piece. They're just missing one more guy to be one of those other five teams in the West that are just dangerous. And he seems to be enjoying his time at the Suns, but like I would love to see Booker go to another team. A perfect a perfect example I can give you is look at the Blazers. The Blazers were always getting bounced out of the first round, not making the playoffs. Damian Lillard was throwing up 30 and 10. They pick up Carmelo Anthony, who's now putting up 20 points out of nowhere. Skinny Melo. Exactly. And now they're now everyone's like, oh, they're, they could shock the Lakers in the first round. They can give the Clippers problems if they beat the Lakers in the first round in the second round. Definitely possible. So, I mean, people have all this foresight for the Blazers just by having another small forward or another guy that can just come in and give you buckets when your main guy can't. That's all the Suns are away. How, if, how long do you think Melo's going to last? Like doing this? Yeah. On the Blazers? Yeah. Uh, he'll do it for the rest of this year. He'll probably do it next year. And then he'll either retire if he doesn't have a ring set for him. Or he'll either just get any deal he can and just come off the bench and just shoot. Because it's coming to that time, you know? I mean, he, he, he looks nice on the court. He really, you know, thinned out in the offseason and just hit in the weight room and looking good out there. But he is getting older. He's definitely getting older. But, I mean, we were just talking about Damian Lillard. So, where do you guys rank Damian Lillard in your point guards in the league right now? Top five. Current, yeah, I'd say top five. Easy. Yeah. Top, top three, maybe? Um, Possibly. Well, I mean, obviously, what, what, Curry number one. But so you, gotta think, you, got, yeah. you got Curry, you Curry got Westbrook, healthy. you got Lillard. I like Westbrook, but he just kind of stopped. Like, I love Westbrook and the way he plays. His, like, mentality is ridiculous, and his energy on the court is, like, contagious. And I just love, like, you know, how he goes out there and literally plays 120%. But he's also stat-packing. Let's say you also got Luka if you play him at point, maybe. Mm. That that determines whether you play him at point or not. But would you say Damian Lillard's three, two? I, honestly? I would yeah. say three. Two, Number two three. three. Yeah, I would put Harden in front of him as of right now. You say Harden's a point guard right now? Yeah. So what would you do with Westbrook? Is he is he playing the shooting guard? Westbrook, yeah. I mean, you can put him out of two if you wanted to. You, you really can interchange Harden and Westbrook. All right, I can respect that. So, um, who do y'all want to uh, get that eighth seed? Eighth seed Blazers. I want the Blazers I agree. to get it. Yeah, it'd be exciting to see Devin Booker, but I think the Blazers are a way better team. Yeah, team wise, you know, like I would love to see Devin Booker, like just like you said, but. The Suns' team caliber isn't as strong as the Blazers at the moment. Even though they are undefeated, it's just I can't see that, you know, continuing and definitely with like the playoff mentality happening. These teams are gonna start performing a lot better. Like we watch like the Lakers, they haven't been performing the greatest, but come playoffs, you know, LeBron's gonna put that team on his back and start taking off. I was about to say because you got Portland half a game back from Memphis, and then you got the Suns who are one and a half games back from Memphis. Do you think Memphis deserves that eighth seed now that Jaron Jackson's gone? No. Nah. As much as I love John Morant, no. Nah. About to say, because if you see Portland, you're going to be seeing Dallas play the Clippers and then Memphis play the Lakers. And that's the two juggernauts in the West having two hard first-round teams. But I say, because you're going to have Paul George and Kawhi going up against Luka and Kristaps. And Kristaps looks like a brand-new guy. He looks, he looks better than he did on the Knicks. I yeah, say draw, draw. a lot better. I sold his cards for dirt cheap, and now I kind of regret it. <laughs> I was say he's a uh, he was averaging before he was averaging below twenty before the bubble started. He's been scoring so much in these bubble games that his averages are now his uh his season average is up to twenty one. 
he looked good his first year in the NBA, and then like he was kind of making a name for himself. I remember him getting drafted. Every Nick fan booed him, and they had no clue who he was. I say he proved everybody wrong. Then he had um he had those leg injuries. Yeah, and then he had those altercations overseas with the bar fights. So he about to say he was kind of running into a slump. But yeah, definitely. ever since the bubble came back, this NBA restart, it's kind of been everything he's needed. Mental wise, I think he would just have like a bad place. You know, he's like, playing confident. He's dunking again. Yeah, I feel like he feels confident in his uh, in his injuries. His headspace was definitely clouded, and now with this bubble and you know everything being held up, I think it gave him some time to kind of clear up his mind. And, you know, get in game shape and get his mentality right. It's definitely what Luca needed. Yeah, definitely he needed a second guy for him. Luca's looking really nice, and he also got nominated for the most proof player. But he also said he doesn't want it. <laughs> all right, so I best say everyone. We all agreed that we want Portland. Devontae Graham definitely should have been up there. Oh, yeah. for most improved, Mo- without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. If you look at without it statistically, a fourteen yeah. point increase. Definitely fourteen point increase. Yeah, but I say he like got like fifteen the fifteen times the amount of starts he did the season before. He had like three starts the whole first time, fifty like three this time. Mm-hmm. So we all agreed that we wanted Portland. Um, in for the eighth seed to give the Lakers a problem. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if they get Hassan Whiteside back come playoff time, but with a healthy Hassan Whiteside... Nurkic has been really good. Joseph Nurkic is playing very good minutes replacing him. They got Melo putting in points. They got CJ, and they got um, Damian Lillard, who's back to Dame Dalla. Yes, sir. How many games do you think this Blazers team wins in the first round against the Lakers? With Danny Green struggling, they got no Avery Bradley. I mean, LeBron LeBron looks very, very passive. I don't know if LeBron's going to turn up in the playoffs like he does every year. Obviously not likely, but I mean, I think they could win the series. Ooh, wow. Do you think they could shock him? I think they could sweep them if the Lakers don't tighten up. If the up. Lakers are staying the way they are now, I can agree with that statement. But I, mean, I feel like we're going to see 50? a whole new team. Come on. We might see – I feel like – I don't know. Like the, like I definitely think LeBron's going to you know tighten up, and this will be a you know different Lakers team come playoffs. But if they stay the way they are now – I saw um, – 100% watching, agree, by the way. can definitely beat them. I was watching uh, Charles Barkley um, talk post-game about one of the Lakers games, and he made a good point. And he made the point about one of the games, but I kind of reflected on that, and I think it fits to their whole playoff run. As good as Anthony Davis is, and as good as LeBron James is, I know it sounds kind of weird to say, but there's so much talent in the West, and teams are so deep in the West, and there's players coming out of nowhere in this bubble that I don't think it's enough for the Lakers to have a like certified finals trip with just LeBron and Anthony Davis at all. As crazy as that sounds, and what Charles Barkley said was that it all comes down to Kyle Kuzma. Facts. What version of Kyle Kuzma are they going to get? The version that they got last night against the third-seeded Nuggets, where... Hit the game winner. He hit the game winner. He put up 25 points. He was putting up some steals. He was getting rebounds, assists. He was playing everywhere like how they wanted him. Kyle Kuzma pretty much has to play... Like the reason why they didn't trade him with everybody else. If he doesn't, I don't see them beating some of these Western teams. I agree with you on that statement, but at the same time, it's like we've also seen LeBron do it with a lot worse. So, so but again, LeBron is getting older. LeBron's getting older, and 
Like, yeah, we saw him do it with worse teams, but he was playing more aggressive. He was trying to score. So I don't know. LeBron might try and get his teammates involved to try and save himself, and it might be his downfall. He, He's trying. To, he needs Kuzma. He really does. He needs Kuzma, but he needs to also lose the passiveness. He's trying to get these 10, 12 assist games. He just needs to go out there and put up 40. It's what the Lakers are going to need him to do. Anthony Davis is doing two things in the bubbles. He's either putting up 25 and 12 or he's putting up 9 and 9. But so can he, can LeBron just go out there and put up 40 right now? We don't know that yet. I mean, he's playing with this new play style of passive, of point guard. It's why they're running Kyle Kuzma at shooting guard and Danny Green at point guard because they have no other guards. Rajon Rondo's hurt. Avery Bradley opted out. Quinn Cook can only come off the bench with Alex Caruso. Yeah. They got AR. They have JR who hasn't played very Deion long, Waiters. so they're probably bringing him in at like slowly through the lineup. Dion Waiters is getting a lot of minutes, but you can tell that Dion Waiters can't. He's not you know, really doing too much with the minutes, though. I mean, he uh, there's glimpses. I mean, he's being that spark off the bench. He's scoring with them. He's getting his teammates involved. He's a vet, and that's all they need him to yeah. do. Yeah, he's doing the job. They uh, he's that. playing his role. Yeah, he's playing his role of a veteran, of like a quick scorer when LeBron and AD aren't on the floor. Somebody that can just hold the ball. But he can't be your playmaker. That's where, obviously, if the Lakers have Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo, this whole team probably looks completely different. This team looks completely different defensively because that's their two best defensive guards. Right. Rajon Rondo gone. Avery Bradley gone. That leaves Danny Green to play your only veteran guard role. And he can't handle the ball. Yeah, not and at all. He's just a spot-up shooter. With these injuries and uh, opting outs, they're kind of demanding a lot more out of Danny Green than probably what he signed his contract for. And that's probably where his struggles are coming in from. Definitely. But this Lakers team, I feel like, isn't the powerhouse that's clinching the first seed that everyone thinks they are. So what's your prediction? How, like, how far will the Lakers make it? I feel like the Lakers... Yeah, if they don't make it, who do you, you know, have making it? The Lakers, if they shape up... That's a big if right now. Though. But I say, they need to shape up. I mean, last night was a good showcasing of what the Lakers can be. They clinch. So it's like they could just be, you know. They could be playing passive, yeah. just saving themselves, since no matter what, they're going to be playing whoever's in the eighth seed. Because like you said, they're already two players down. They don't want to take any chances. But I say, Rajon Rondo being out is a lot more of a pain for them than probably people think, just because he takes the ball out of LeBron's hands. And he's a very, very good defender at that point guard position, which they now don't have. He's a great passer, too. Yeah, they lose another defender in Avery Bradley. Like, they have only Danny Green, man. Like, that's going to be Danny a struggle Green's for them. Danny Green's a spot-up corner shooter. That's going to be a problem. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma's shooting guard's dope, but the Blazers are going to give them so many problems in the first round. They have no answer for Damian Lillard at all. Damian Lillard's passion on the court is ridiculous right now. They have nobody for Damian Lillard. So, I mean... If the Lakers shape up, they probably beat the Blazers in six. Okay. A very hard-earned six, though. All those games are going to be competitive. There's not going to be a blowout. Like, the Lakers aren't going to come into Portland and just steamroll them. Each game is going to go down to the fourth quarter. If not, this goes to game seven. But um, if it's not the Lakers, which it wouldn't be that surprising if they got knocked out by the team I'm about to say, the Clippers. Yeah, the, the, Clippers, I think the Clippers are going to win it. The Clippers have arguably the deepest roster in basketball right now. Once yeah. they get Trez Harold back, their bench unit can beat some lottery teams alone. Definitely. They got Lou Will, Landry Shamit. Second seed. So they uh, they won't be able to run into the uh, Lakers until the conference, conference finals. finals. They can run into they, the Blazers. 
That's crazy. Dame Lillard, Paul uh, George beef. Oh, oh, that'd be good to see. Be I would really love fun as much Damian Lillard, Paul George, and Pat Bev. That would be a jolly old time in the bubble, huh? As much as I would love to see, um, as much as I would love to see Portland in the Western Conference Finals, I feel like it's only fitting to see the Lakers play the uh, the Clippers in the Conference Finals. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I, I mean, going into the bubble, we all knew it was going to be battle of the LA teams mm-hmm. going for the finals. I mean, it's not a surprise. I didn't expect the Lakers to start looking like this, but. You know, now, they showed you, some hope last night. Do you think Luka and the Mavs give any problems to the Clippers? I think the Clippers beat them no matter what. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe do you a think game they, two at most. Do you, you don't think they force a game six or seven? I, nah. I don't. Right. I, I, I don't. Can, I can definitely respect they that. They might get a game. I think the series is over in five. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But I said, that's a lot of... It's just Luka and Przingis. Now, what do you feel about Denver. Denver always has a high seeding, but do you think they're that good of a team? No. I don't think they're beating LA. Either LA team? I don't no. think they're beating a team in LA. No way. Not in the playoffs. So what about the Rockets? Let's the just Rockets, kinda let's yeah. just kind of cycle through all these playoff teams that kind of all fit in this like equal boat. Because you got the Lakers and you got the Clippers, who are for sure the like powerhouse yeah, guaranteed one of the two are making the finals they're pretty much alabama and clemson like you're gonna see one of them in the conference finals if you don't what the hell happened but let's say then you got denver utah oklahoma and houston do you think any of those teams they're kind of those mid-seed teams because we just talked about portland and dallas and we think that they both fall short in the first round but they do they're kind of those like pesty annoying pains in the asses do you think those like mid mid seed teams do anything in the playoffs? Do you think Houston small ball comes in and like shocks somebody? I think Houston could do something. Houston could possibly do something, but if you look at their roster, right? potentially do something to like the Lakers or the Clippers. Lakers, yeah, Lakers maybe not the Clippers. Yeah, like would we? Could you potentially see them in the conference finals going up against nah, one of the LA teams? I can't see them going that far. So you see them losing in the second round? Yeah, respectable. Let's say I'm pretty sure Houston plays. What is Houston fourth? So they yeah. play Utah, I believe. They'll definitely beat the Jazz. But I say Jazz with Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert. Do you think that small ball? Do you think Rudy Gobert will have an easy time or like a good time against like Robert Covington at center with the Rockets small ball lineup? Defensively, definitely a pretty easy time. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. All right, but I say we can hop to the Eastern Conference final or the Eastern Conference. But I think it's kind of. Kind of, it's a, a given. It's kind of a landslide with the Bucks. I don't really think it, anybody but the Raptors and Celtics can be even in question. Say, it's those three. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Raptors could possibly. The Raptors, it's like a superstar, you know. It's just, the Raptors, yeah, they no lack, they the lack honest. a superstar. But even without a superstar, look they, at them. They'd have to do, they'd have to do something like the 0-4 Pistons, where they won with Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, they Rasheed shot. Wallace. Where they won with nobody that was this big name guy. Like their biggest name guy was Big Shot Billups. And then. Did they shock you at all? Or did you expect them to play this good without Kawhi? The Raptors? Yeah. Um, to be honest, they shocked see, me a little bit. They shock me and they don't. The second seed shocks me. But the East this year is very good. That's the, the thing. At the same time, though, they lose the biggest key of their entire team, and they're still yes, they're still up there. But the rest of that team is very good. You got to think they beat the Bucks last year. 
Well, yeah, but at the same in time, the conference finals. Same time, the Bucks aren't the same caliber they are this season, in my opinion. They pretty much are. They didn't really pick up anybody new. Chris Middleton shot 50, 40, 90 instead this year. Eric Bledsoe stayed a little more healthy. I'm pretty sure, I mean, Brooke Lopez is shooting less, but he's better defensively. They picked up George Hill. So Brooke they Lopez made, dropped 34 the other night. Oh, yeah, no, he still got it, but he's shooting a lot less if you look at his season totals. He's, he sounded himself up more defensively. It's the bubble. <laughs> I mean, bubble bringing out the best in you. Dude, for real. Defensively, though, we were just talking about shooting. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. I don't know. I look at that second seed, and yeah, it looks very good. But then you look at their actual record, and they're only about four games ahead of Boston, and Boston could very easily beat them if they ran into each other in the playoffs. Very easily. And then you have Boston is very loaded with talent. The thing with the Raptors, it, I'm going to keep bringing them up. They're like the 0-4 Pistons. They're just a very gritty team. They are going to outwork you for the win. They're going to have multiple players put up 15 points. They're going to have multiple players hustle. That's how they're going to beat you. So why, why could the Celtics beat them easily? Why could the Celtics beat them easily? Because the Celtics run into that same issue where they're, they're like, they don't have a definitive number one guy. Tatum. But instead of having, I wouldn't say Tatum's the definitive Not number yet. one guy, especially after they picked up Kemba Walker and especially after Jalen Brown stepped up, Gordon Hayward looks very, very healthy, and their center Daniel, Daniel Tice is putting up 10 and 10 double doubles left and right. They took a bunch of like good players but not standouts and put them on the same team. Exactly. <laughs> like you have Boston. Like Kemba Walker's who, always been nasty, but he's never been, you know, top, top, top tier. No, I mean he's he led Charlotte in top ten. But I say he led Charlotte. Yeah, but as I mean he's the not you know, guy. Yeah. yeah. No, he's S-tier. never yeah, he's never been your top point guard in the league. You're right. never gonna take Dink Kemble Walker over certain guys. But right. when you look at Boston, you look at the similarity in Toronto, where there's no number one guy, but instead of Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, you have Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Kemble Walker, Enos Cantor, Marcus Smart. Boston has so much talent that it's going to be so dangerous and it's going to be such a tedious task to knock them out in seven games. Because you got to realize you can get the best of any team in one game. But when there's seven games to game plan five potential all-star caliber players against one team that gets very dangerous because you kind of look at a very broken down version of the super team warriors where if you guard one player you just have a bunch of other guys that are just waiting to get the ball that can just do just as much damage to you as the guy that you just locked up did prior definitely that's where that's what separates like Toronto from Boston because Toronto they need a whole team performance like they need those Fred Van Fleet 35 point games they needed it really bad to beat Miami I'm not going to say Miami can give Milwaukee work or Celtics work because Miami's a very gritty defensive team they're a very they're a very deep team but they're also inconsistent they're very lackluster and superstars and they're a very inconsistent offensive team definitely about to say very good three point shooting, but when it comes to in general scoring, they're very inconsistent. They don't very they don't stick with their with their tempo. But that's just because they got so many young guys. And plus nobody really expected the Heat to be the fourth seed. So I won't really put them in conversation here. Right. But 
like Toronto, Toronto's going to run into issues in the playoffs because they don't have Kawhi. That's so, where. So how far is Toronto making it? They can easily make it to the conference finals. I just don't see anybody beating out the Bucks. I don't either. You got Chris Middleton coming in, giving you 40, 40 point games when Giannis Crazy. isn't playing. So like, it's kind of hard because I mean, we haven't even talked about Giannis and I mean, Giannis alone is a freak. Back to back MVP question mark. He's gonna, you can't. You can't deny this man the MVP. Best you think record. He'll be defense player of the year as well? Um, I'd have to look at some of his stats. I mean, looking into stats, I would probably want to give it to Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis has been the defensive anchor of that whole Lakers team, even though um, like NBA bubble LeBron has looked a lot better defensively. He's playing a lot more aggressive on the perimeter. Are you guessing the whole season? Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying about the whole season. Like, bubble LeBron is playing a lot better defensively, but... The reason why they're clinching this number one seed is, yeah, they had some great defense rotationally from Dwight and JaVale, but definitely thanks to Anthony Davis. His stats might not be popping off the paper, but I feel like without Anthony Davis, that Lakers team, whole interior defense kind of, guess, collapses. So just running through... The awards? Yeah. Like all of them? Yeah. So like you said, so rookie of the year, we have Jaw, Zion, and Kendrick Nunn. So what's your pick, Hunter? Jaw. Jaw, I would say Jaw as well. I would love to see Kendrick Nunn win it, being a Heat fan. But Jaw's performance has easily been the best out of this entire rookie class. You Zion hasn't played long enough. Yeah, no. if Zion gives us a full season of those stats, though, I mean, you can't, I can't, you can't disrespect the stats because Rookie of the Year doesn't really come in with wins unless, unless you do do something like Jaw, where you put a team in the position to where no one expected them to be at. Yeah, he put the team on his back. So yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't deny Jaw. He played award. a big role as a rookie, huge role. Yeah, you won't. I don't, I don't see anybody and, denying him the and, award. And I personally don't see Zion staying healthy. I think that's going to be a problem he's going to face throughout his career. He's going to be injuries. Just his playing style and his body size, it's going to cause some problems for him. So, like, moving on, most improved, we got Bam, we got Luka. And B.I. And B.I. So, what's your pick? Most definitely B.I. I'm probably going to go with B.I. He stepped up and he became their number one guy. Me, selfishly, I want to say Bam. But I, I would agree with the statement on B.I., I think Bam sells a chance. I really love Bam. And he looked really nice this there, season. There's some bias in me that wants to say Bam, but yeah. I got to give it to B.I. Biasly, Bam, but realistically, B.I. What would I say? And then we got um, sixth man of the year. Now, how I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I personally, I don't agree with it, but I respect it. How do you feel about six man having two candidates from the same team? With yeah. Montrez Harold and Lou Will, and then there's Dennis Schroeder from the Thunder. It's very interesting. So I say, before you guys give your picks, how do you guys feel? Because when you look at the stats, they both started less than five games each, but they're both sharing the same bench. Then, so how do you cl- like? Do you guys think that should be a case where they're both classified as technical six men, or do you think the award just so more becomes the best bench player? Uh, if you put two. Because there's only one six man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. On roster. If we're getting technical with it, there's only one. You know, mm-hmm. you know, only one to fill. So you can't just throw out two off the same team because then it is just a bench player. I award. agree, one thousand percent. You that's, can't have two players. That's from the same personally team. how I feel. I mean, statistically, there's no one I would really put in there other than maybe Goran Dragic. I don't know if that's just bias, but statistically, it's why I respect it because they both make a great case for the candidate. And then there's Dennis Schroeder, who is averaging almost Very 20. Good. And the Thunder wouldn't be where they're at without him. Yes, Chris Paul's having a great year. 
but they wouldn't be where they're at without Dennis Schroeder sharing the same minutes and only and he's averaging two more points than Chris Paul. But uh, who do you guys think deserves that six man? Either guy in the Clippers, Lou Will, Lou Will, baby, all day. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Dennis Schroeder just because out of bench player, I feel like it should be like which player off the bench has the most impact for their team, and I feel like it's definitely Lou Will or Dennis Schroeder. Correction on that. Not gonna lie, I try to hit that button and it didn't play any sound. Very disappointed. I wanted that. Because <laughs> to me, Lou Williams deserves that, you know? I mean, yeah, Lou Will, he's won it multiple times, but I don't know. I want to see Dennis Schroeder win it. I feel like his his value to that Thunder team is really good because no one expected the Thunder to be good. I feel like they were I trading. Agree. I feel like they were acquiring Chris Paul just to take a fat contract and mm-hmm. move on from him and rebuild later. But then Chris Paul felt like he had something to say about all that. He was looking nice. Mm-hmm. He was looking very nice. CP3 was one of my favorite players back Way back when he was on the Hornets. <laughs> the but Charlotte Hornets. Thank God. Yes, sir. Love Chris Paul. About to say, now we can, I think we can move on to a defensive player. DP, Definitely. DPOY with Giannis Anthony Davis. And do you um do you know who that third guy is? I think it's Rudy Gobert, isn't it? Yeah, it's Rudy Gobert. Do you think Rudy Gobert is going to win a third defensive player of the year? I don't think he'll get it. Nah. No. I, my, my pick for defensive player would be AD, personally. Give it to Giannis. I want to say AD, but I feel like it's going to be Giannis, and he's going to have one of those seasons to remember. And I feel like Giannis is going to assert himself this year as he belongs down the road in that conversation of all-time greats. Not GOAT, but all-time greats. I agree with I you. I mean, but already, I... already got an MVP. Mm-hmm. He, he's Definitely going to add a second one this year. True. If he pulls it off, he pulls off one of those Shaq, Jordan, LeBron seasons where he wins an MVP. He wins the best record in the league. He wins defensive player of the year as well. If he caps it off with a chip. Possible title. Finals MVP. And a finals MVP. If he gets those two last pieces, it's going to be pretty hard to argue with Giannis. If they get the finals, he has the MVP without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. The only reason why I'm not picking Giannis as my defensive player of the year pick is because I already have him ha- like take an MVP, and I don't see both going to him. Like I think that he's only going to see the fun. NBA like giving it both to him. I feel like it's nah. going to be like Akeem Olajuwon and Shaq. Even though Shaq, I don't think one defensive player of the year the year's is MVP. Even if Shaq won a defensive player of the year in his career, I could be wrong there. But at least Akeem Olajuwon in '93, not in '93 to '95. In one of those two years, he's about to say he wins MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. And I think it's going to happen again with Giannis because, I mean, aside of the 30-plus points per game, the man is damn near leading the league in rebounds with, like, 13. I know he's averaging over a block a game. So, I mean, statistically, he might not be as good as Anthony Davis, but you got to look at the impact that he has on both ends of the court because it's not just him scoring 30 points dunking on people so i feel like the fact that he's your mvp and your candidate for defensive player of the year i feel like you just got to respect that like the dominance that he's putting in this season and just give him both awards because i mean he's leading the he's leading the bucks for the the best record in the league and it's not close facts I mean, <clears throat> you make a solid argument. I just can't. I don't know. Like for some reason, I I, I just see the NBA going a different way. Like I don't think they're gonna hand them both the trophies. Like if you look at like during the All Star break and kind of how those tro- trophies went, there was definitely some questionable calls that happened. 
Yeah, I mean, but that's the all-star game, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's not really taken too serious. I agree with you. Some people might take it a little seriously yeah. than other <coughs> Aaron Gordon. Um, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, he got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, we can cap it off with MVP. Yes. I mean, it sounds pretty, I gotta say, I don't even know if we need to go through the candidates of LeBron, James Harden, and Giannis. It props well, to Harden for making it back up there and losing the second year in a row. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. Harden, I mean, Harden put up a good year, but his points can only carry him so far. I know his assists aren't that far behind from his other years, but, I mean, you got LeBron, who this year lead, led the league in assists. He's still scoring pretty good. He's scoring plus 25. And he's a decade older than some of these guys. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to respect the age. You got to respect the clinching of the first seed in the West. But, but it's you also got to respect who's been better. Yeah, it's yeah. just nowhere near of an argument. Hey, props to him. For being in the stage in, like that he is in life and making the top three finals and still being a f- dominant force, yeah, goat in the league. But yeah, you can't. As much as you want to respect LeBron and you want to give him credit for everything he's done this year, the turnaround that he gave the Lakers, especially their kind of abominable year the year before. But like, <laughs> it's just not enough. Giannis is putting too good of a year. Yeah, I mean James Harden, great guy, scoring a lot, but um. I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna get many first place votes. Definitely. All right. So we covered the Suns, Devin Booker, covered Harden, Dame Dollar, covered by everything. You know, we got Dame the award. Yes, sir. We got the awards coming up. We got our picks in. But I say good. It's good to see basketball back. I mean, oh it's yes. really dope. It's really dope to see the bubble. A lot of a lot of weird things going on in the bubble, but it's it's great to see it back. It's great to see these like players that weren't very good during the regular season just kind of take the hiatus as their like time to step up. Yeah, but I say so. It's pretty dope. I mean, it's Disney's where dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Austin Rivers. <laughs> Anyways, that is all for us guys. We love the bubble. We love basketball, and we'll be back again. So uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Through the Bucket. Stay up to date on all of our posts and look out for the other episodes coming soon. Check out Red Zone Review on Instagram and podcast is already up for Red Zone. So go listen to that now. Don't forget to follow at Through the Bucket. Another shameless plug. Yes, sir. Deuces. (laughs) (laughs) See you.